You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon if you're on the West Coast. Good evening if you are on the East Coast. Grant Napier here on Listen Up. The NCAA basketball season is in the books. What a comeback. What an absolute amazing comeback uh, by Kansas uh, to win the championship last night. So we can talk about that. We've got uh, the final days of the NBA. Has there been a bigger collapse, a bigger disappointment, a bigger, oh, use any adjective you want embarrassment than the LA Lakers this year as they face possible play-in elimination. Uh, LeBron also not playing tonight. I mean, what what a joke. Uh, the Kings at home against uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Will the Kings win 30 games this year? Well, probably. You know, they got three chances left to do that. They're going to have two games next week against teams, or I shouldn't say next week, their next two games uh, against teams that later this week, I should say, that have nothing to play for. So they, they should, but not that that's anything to get. You got Masters Week. How about that? Yes, indeed. We're two days away from round one at Augusta, and it looks like Tiger Woods is set to go. You know the routine. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we will get you right on. We can talk about whatever you want. How about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Really? Come on. You're now apologizing for the remarks that you made about LeBron James? Really? I mean, come on. He said via an Instagram post, okay, quote, some of the great things that he's done, speaking about LeBron, he's standing on both sides of the fence almost, you know? It makes it hard for me to accept that when he's committed himself to a different take on everything, it's hard to figure out where he's standing. You've got to check him out every time, all right? Now he's got to apologize for that. First of all, exactly the, what he said is exactly true. All right. I mean, come on. He, he went on Sirius XM NBA radio and then said this. All I have to say is this. I was there to give Carmelo Anthony the NBA Social Justice Champion Award. I've been talking to the press since high school. That's 60 years of making statements and I haven't always gotten it right. And Sunday was one of those nights. It wasn't my intention to criticize LeBron in any way. He has done so much for the black community as well as for the game of basketball. We may not always agree, but I want to wholeheartedly apologize to LeBron and make it clear to him that I have tremendous respect for him. And if he can accept that, I'll be very happy. What a bunch of nonsense. Seriously, 
What a bunch of nonsense. It really is. Just go away for a while, would you please, Kareem? Go away for a while. Unbelievable to me. Seriously. Just, it, <laughs> I, I laugh. You know, I really do. I laugh. I, I, I just do. I just, what a world we're living in. What a world we're living in. Can't make it up. You really can't make it up. All right, NBA tonight, a very busy uh, night. And again, there are a couple of things that are up for grabs. Uh, Indiana's getting blown out at home against Philly. They're in full 100% tank mode. All right. You've got the Nets, two better than the Rockets in the first. Hornets are in Miami. It looks like Miami is going to be the number one seed. It's a one-point game right now. Uh, the Hawks are in Toronto. It's 28-23. Atlanta Bucks, Bulls, Wizards, Timberwolves, Portland at OKC. Spurs are in Denver. Grizzlies, Jazz. Lakers are at the Suns. And as I told you, Pelicans and Kings in a little bit. All right, so let's look at the NBA standings, all right? Why don't we start this time in the West and we'll move to the East. Phoenix is your number one seed, all right? Memphis is your number two seed. You have Golden State with 29 losses, Dallas with 30 losses. Okay, both are in the playoffs, obviously. You have Denver and Utah currently locked up with 32 defeats each. They are respectively fifth and sixth. You have Minnesota. They're going to be seventh. The Clippers are going to be eighth. And New Orleans and San Antonio almost certainly are going to be nine and ten. We just don't know what order. All right, so you got the play-in tournament. That would mean San Antonio would play New Orleans, and the loser would be out, okay? The loser would be out, then the winner would play the loser of 7-8. The Kings, meanwhile, are now ahead of Portland in the standings, meaning that Portland's got one more loss. So when you look at the lottery, these are the teams that, Look like you're going to be behind Sacramento. Houston and Oklahoma City, Orlando, Detroit, Indiana for sure. Looks like Portland, and it looks like Sacramento will finish with the seventh worst record in the NBA. All right? So there you have it. Now, let's talk about some of the teams in the East. Miami's going to be the number one seed. You have Boston and Milwaukee that have 30 losses each along with Philadelphia. So you have three teams with 30 losses each, Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly. Then you have Chicago and Toronto tied with records of 45 and 33. Cleveland is seventh with 36 losses. Atlanta is eighth with 37. And then you have Charlotte and Brooklyn. So you know the four teams that are going to be in the play-in tournament. In all likelihood, Brooklyn will play Charlotte. The loser will be out. Atlanta will play Cleveland. The loser will play the winner of 9-10. So that's the way it's going to end up. Knicks, awful season after what happened last year when they were the fourth seed at 35-44. and 44. Just awful. And again, I, I keep saying this. I, I don't know if... If Brooklyn is healthy, if anyone's going to pl- want to play them uh, in the first round. So there you have it. All right. You know the routine. Hit that hand icon. Raise your hand. 
and we'll get you right on. If you want to talk about Masters, we can do that as well. It looks like Tiger is good to go. All right. All right. Let's get the show rolling here on this Tuesday with Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Grant. What's going on? Hey, Jeff. What's happening? Hey, a couple things. You know, uh, you're talking about the Lakers, and, you know, I didn't realize they've had seven losing seasons out of the last nine years. And now yep. they're going to fire Vogel again. I've seen that on uh, Yahoo Sports today. And uh, just like you always say, it's not really the coach, it's the players. So, I mean, the GM is responsible for putting the team together. Yeah, Rob Palinka and the Lakers and what they've done. And, you know, Frank Vogel's the same coach that won a championship just two seasons ago. Uh, the Lakers have been dysfunctional. Think about that. Think about their roster and not making the playoffs. Forget about making the playoffs, not being one of the top 10 teams in the West. You know, we make too much out of this playing tournament. You know, getting into the playing tournament is not a successful season. Like, for instance, no. San, San Antonio right now is going to be in the playing tournament. They're 33 and 45. You think anybody in San Antonio is like walking around getting ready to have a parade because the Spurs are going to be in the playing tournament? I mean, it's a no. joke. The playing no. tournaments is should it, it, it's awful. It really is. It's terrible. Yeah. You're getting into it. You're getting into a playing tournament at 33 and 45. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like the hockey hockey playoffs for those teams that are in the hockey with uh with you know how it is in hockey. No, I see. I disagree with you in hockey. It's not like that in hockey. In hockey, oh. you don't have a play-in tournament. You have uh, divisional winners, and you have two wild cards in each conference. Eight teams in each conference get in. In the NBA yeah. now, you have twenty of the thirty teams get in. Right? You have right. it's it's so yeah. I'm not saying hockey is like what I'm saying is hockey is not as bad as right. the yeah, uh, NBA. Right. That right. that's what I'm saying. You're right. You're right. I mean. But, you know, look at, you're right, because look at, I was just thinking when you're going over the standings, I mean, look at the Clippers. George has been hurt most of the year, and he's their all-star. So that gives me kind of hope for the Kings with Sabonis next year and Fox. I mean, if they can play, and Mitchell can play. I mean, if the Clippers can make the playoffs with George being out with that roster they have, I mean, why can't the Kings get in there? Because, well, you, we've been asking that question since 2006, and it's now 2022. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, you know. Well, I mean, you you always say that you got to have an all star or two all stars, and the yes. Clippers have played without an all star most of the year. You know, so that's yep. that's my point. So two all stars most of the year. I mean, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Right. The other thing I had, I had a good time yesterday. I even messaged you the 1977 World Series by MLB MLB Network had the Yankees and Dodgers game yep. six on yesterday. I watched the whole game, and what a man! What what uh, I had a lot, I had a good time watching that, and brought back the memories of my high school days and the players. You know Reggie Jackson hitting his three home runs, and and then yep. the pitcher Torres. Torres pitched the whole goddamn game, I think. Sparky Lyle didn't come in the game, and you had Thurman Munson there. And Well, uh, great, great, Goose, Goose Gossage was the closer in 77, not Sparky Lyle. Oh, I thought they were saying Sparky, well, Sparky Lyle was warming up at the bullpen. Yes, but Goose Gossage was their main closer in uh, the 77 World Series. 
yeah, but it, I mean, he didn't. I thought he would come in, but they didn't bring him in. And yeah, I mean, Corden. I mean, my point was in today's game, the pitcher he would have been out in the sixth inning. Yeah. You know, and, and then uh, it also amazed me the fans were hanging off the they were hanging off the fences in right field. Get yep. Uh, in the eighth, seventh, and eighth inning, they were hanging over the wall. Yep. Sitting on the sitting on the on the on the fence. You know, it was amazing about that World Series. Reggie Jackson hit four home runs consecutively on four pitches. Now think about yeah. that. I mean, he hit yeah. the three in the one game, but then he had the four. He hit. I mean, the Yankees, what they did, and what Reggie did to hit. You know, then that that great at bat against Bob Welsh, four home runs on four consecutive pitches. Yeah, he, yeah, he tied Babe Ruth for the only other guy that did did it. But I also had fun listening to Howard Cosell and yeah. Keith Jackson. I mean, yeah. you know, that was that was fun listening to them too. Who was your? Who, I I guess I heard your. I think I was your podcast, and you said Ron Guidry was your favorite player. Well, he, I was asked who was my favorite pitcher, and probably Ron Guidry. Uh, you know, the year that he had, the year after '77, he was 25 and three with an ERA of 1.74. And you brought up Sparky Lyle's name. Sparky really changed around Ron Guidry's career. Sparky taught Guidry how to throw the slider, and once Ron Guidry learned how to throw the slider, which Sparky Lyle taught him, uh, it changed around his entire career. Think about that. In 1978, Guidry was 25 and three with an ERA of 1.74. Holy smokes. Oh, yep. and the other thing I got to laugh at, the announcers were Howard Cosell was making a big deal out of the Yankees payroll that George Steinbrenner was paying them all like Lou Pinella and everybody like $100,000 yeah. a piece. And their World Series share was $30,000. <laughs> How about that? I'll tell you one thing you mentioned about a lot of people forget Keith Jackson was an excellent baseball announcer. You know, he's synonymous with you know, college football and rightfully so, but Keith did a lot of baseball. You know, he did the one game playoff with the Yankees and the Red Sox the following year, and he did a phenomenal job, but he was a yeah. tremendous baseball announcer. A lot of people forget he yeah. did baseball. Yeah, I, I did. I got him confused with Kurt Gowdy, which I shouldn't have, but uh, right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think he did. But, and then I, I, you know, then uh, I listened more and it was Keith Jackson but it, it was a fun to watch it. I mean, did you get, did your dad take you to that World Series? No, I couldn't get to that World Series. Uh, oh. I went to, I went to the Yankees Kansas City playoff game uh, the, the year before, but no, I did not, I was not able to go to the World Series. There's, you know, getting tickets for a Yankees World Series in the 70s, like whether it was 77 or 78 or 76 too, when they got swept by the uh, Cincinnati Reds was basically near impossible. So no, I was oh. not, I was not there. So who was your, who was your, I mean, who was your favorite player on that team? Nettles? No, yeah, I love Nettles. I love Mickey Rivers was one of, you know, their lineup was amazing. It was Rivers, Randolph, Munson, Jackson, Chambliss, Nettles, Pinella, White, Dent. You got Gidry as your ace. I mean, that was your lineup. You know, Mickey Rivers was incredible. Randolph was great. I mean, you had Thurman Munson. Jackson was in cleanup. Chambliss at first. You know, Nettles at third. You know, batting sixth. I mean, you, you, you know, again, the lineup. Rivers, Randolph, Munson, Jackson, Chambliss, Nettles, Pinella, White. You know, Roy White, Bucky, Dent at short. I mean, I have the lineup still memorized from those years, you know, so. And, 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 and um, 
of course, George Steinbrenner was the the owner, and yeah. Uh, and what? Oh God, I was just going to say something, and I forgot what I was going to say about the team. Doggone it! But anyway, well, Billy Morton, was, Billy Morton, Billy Morton yeah, got Billy fired, and exactly not not seventy seven, but Billy Morton got fired in seventy eight, uh, and Bob Lemon took over, and then Bob Lemon won the uh, series with the Yankees in seventy eight. Good call, Jeff. You, thanks, wait, buddy. Wait, wait, really what, appreciate what it. Yeah. When did him and Reggie Jackson get in a fight? Well, they were fighting pretty much their entire career, but you're talking about in the Boston dugout. In the Boston dugout, that was 78. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you, Grant. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Good call right there. Good stuff. Going back in time there. That's for darn sure. And the game was played. I love the way the game was played then. It was great. It really was. All right. uh, Good to uh, have Thomas on. Thomas, how are you this afternoon? Well, Thomas, we lost your little microphone icon there. We'll get you right back on. There we go. Hey, Thomas, how are you today? Good. It sounds like you're at the friggin' dentist. (laughs) Is that it? The the connection's not good today? Yeah, it sounds like someone's drilling in the back. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's not good. It's okay. We'll just pretend you are at the dentist. (laughs) There you go. So, hey, uh, I want to talk about listening to the Kings game the other day. Uh, I think we'll last night or night before eight i counted it eight to ten minutes they did woke on gun control the announcers and then they interviewed steve kerr right before the game and then during the play the announcers they must have went up and down the court maybe eight times and they just kept talking about the crisis and uh Basically, it was all about gun control of the, of the tragic that had happened in Sacramento, you know. And it was just really sad that they were just bringing woke um, politics back into it. It just went on and on. I couldn't believe it. And it was really sad that this, this came about. You know, nothing surprises me anymore. You know, I did a rant. I went off on ESPN for the way they handled the don't say gay bill in Florida in the middle of an NCAA women's basketball game. Uh, I, I completely understand carrying the comments of Steve Kerr and Alvin Gentry pregame because they are the coaches of the team. And I'm okay with that on a pregame format, but once the game starts, the game starts and it's the game. I I don't understand that. I I really don't. But again, nothing surprises me with that franchise, which has gone 100% woke. They've gone completely overboard uh, it just goes on and on and on with that franchise. They just go overboard galore. And that doesn't mean that we're not sympathetic to what happened over the weekend in Sacramento. It doesn't mean that we're not bothered by it. it. doesn't mean that we don't have feelings about it. But the basketball game is the basketball game, and we should not be lectured on gun control in the middle of an NBA basketball game. It's just absolutely awful. It really is. Exactly, Grant. That's why people go to – we've talked about it before – where you go to a sports game or you just you had a rough day at work or you just want to turn off the news and you just want to watch your game, your team, you can escape for two, three hours and, and be in that place of of enjoyment or whatever, you know, it is. But to and then to bring all that in, it's just it's just politics. And I think, you know, like you've always talked about, the only person, the only way we're going to change this team is to get rid of this friggin' owner. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully there'll be a lot of ways down the road to take care of that, but, 
Anyway, I don't know. know. if. I'm just curious. Was do you know if Mark Jones was the play by play announcer? Because if so, he's the same guy that uh, is anti police and went out on social media on the way to a college football game and said, I don't need a police escort. You know, I don't want to be shot uh, by the cops on the way to the game. Is it? I mean, you know, again, no, it, if we're gonna, the, if, it was the other guy. Okay, but still, I mean, the point the point is, you know, that's that that's what you have now, you know, as your lead television announcer for the Sacramento Kings. So somebody that feels it's okay to go on social media, celebrate the death of uh, Rush Limbaugh, call the president a white supremacist terrorist, uh, cheer on Twitter when Nick Bosa tears his ACL because he is a Trump supporter. That's okay. Now, if you are the TV announcer for the Sacramento Kings, and then now it's okay to have in the middle of the game, a lecture on gun control, but you know, it, it, but, but, but whatever you do, make sure you don't say all lives matter. Every single one. That's the one thing you can't do. Everything else is okay. Right. Just don't say all lives matter. Every single one. Right. Or you can have another announcer that played for Sacramento Kings that uh, was arrested for spousal abuse or whatever, you know. But anyway, it's a joke. They, they it's a joke. It's an absolute off. joke. It's but a anyway, joke. It's on, embarrassing. On, on the on the bright side, boy, if Tiger um, plays, I guess he says he is. Well, yep. the ratings are going to be off the charts. And if he's in the mix by Saturday oh boy. or Sunday, oh boy, I think, I think they're going to break records. Uh, 100% agree. If Tiger Woods is on the leaderboard Saturday or Sunday, it will be the highest rated Masters in history. You are 100% correct. Absolutely correct. Absolutely. And I know, I think what happened, I know some um, docs, you know, me being a doc that yep. I think he's getting, <clears throat> I think he's getting some special care with stem cell, um, you know, which a lot of the players do. They go to Europe and uh, at different places, but but what a great challenge. I mean, what a great for him to come back after almost dying or losing a leg. Uh, yep. Just a phenomenon athlete and, um, you know, just it's amazing. So, Is that type of treatment uh, not FDA approved? In other words, you can't do certain types of treatment that now you can do in other parts of the world. Is that why uh, you were talking about Europe and some other countries? Because it's not legal to do it in America? Well, there is some, but a lot of the pharmaceutical companies don't want it because uh, basically the ones that they're using now is with the placenta, right? Uh, placenta cord, and then they're using prolotherapy and some other devices, which basically and lasers to regrow the ligaments and tendons back, like um, you know, a hundred times faster. Um, it's Kobe Bryant had it when he hurt his knee, hmm. you know, and came back. So. But but it's just exciting, um, you know, and uh, can't wait for him to see him out there. And um, just just a good fan. You know, my son's played college uh, uh, golf and uh, he's excited. He's he has a Tiger Woods uh, cover on his driver. And uh, uh, we're all looking forward to a great weekend of golf. Hopefully he's in the mix or hopefully he doesn't get cut, you know. But anyway, what a great comeback. Thomas, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Sorry about the audio. I didn't have any idea because it sounds Thomas sounds like he's sitting next to me. Uh, he's so crystal clear. So if we're, if I'm if my audio, as he said, sounds like I'm in the dentist chair, I'm not. I'm in a very quiet room. And so bear with me if that's the case. All right. All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen App. We go from Thomas to Al. Hello, Al. How are you today? Nate, I'm sweet as a jelly roll, brother. 
<laughs> I love that. That is beautiful. I love yeah, that. You know, I, uh, funny, I'm in a restaurant or a pub the other day, and I'm from my wife and I having dinner. I'm thinking they had a lacrosse match on the screen, on their big screen. It was pretty, pretty interesting to watch. I think the sports really growing leaps and bounds in the last years. I know you almost crashed your car one time years ago, driving in down Sacramento somewhere, and there they were playing on the high school field. So it's cool to see yeah. lacrosse and some of the other sports get recognized. Yeah. But I uh, I wanted to speak about the A's. I heard your, your podcast. You know, Oakland has never supported the A's. They've never been a baseball town. They, they really, if anything, they were a football town. But look, their football team left twice. Now they're gone for good. Right. So I just always hoped that they could emulate the Giants, their next-door neighbors, and build a beautiful little new ballpark on Jack London Square, maybe on the waterfront. Because the Giants, Dave, I'm telling you, me and my brother, my dad would take us to games in the 70s. They were horrible. And, Nate, I'm telling you, you could be in center field lectures. I could be behind home plate. We could have a conversation because 60,000 people and 900 people in the stands, the whole 60,000, they had a terrible attendance, and they built yeah. that little ballpark. It's been just a jewel, you know? It's just been Yeah, no, it has. Absolutely. No question. Uh, I, I I think the A's are going to end up moving. I really do. I, I, I just don't have any confidence in the uh, city government of Oakland and the A's to be able to get a ballpark going into the Howard Terminal area. I just I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I would hate to see it. But I the way things stand right now, I don't have any confidence that it's going to happen. And, and, you know, we keep on talking about this. It's 2022 and there's not a shovel in the ground yet. So when's it going to happen? You know, every time they come up with the latest thing is. They almost had a deal, and then, and it wasn't going to be any public money, but there was some kind of a clause or something that he couldn't get the property on the waterfront. So there's always something. And you know, the hell with Oakland, man. You know, Sacramento, at least Sacramento supports their teams, even River Cats or the Monarchs or the Kings until the owners went, you know. Yep. But Oakland's a, a third rate town, man. I'm sorry. Stop with your. Oh, we can't. We got other things in the budget. You know, get your act together. You just lost how many world championships between the Raiders, the Warriors, and now the A's? I hope they move. They probably are, you know. So, and, and, like and my, the point. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'd like to see them to go to Vegas. You know, a lot of fans that are Raiders fans probably like the A's. And I think they could build a beautiful little indoor arena. And yeah, the problem the, pr- the problem with the Raider fans and the A's fans is the Raider fans don't live in Vegas. They fly into Vegas for the games once yeah. a week. Those fans wouldn't be there to go to the games. Now, I'm not saying that the, the Vegas uh, locals wouldn't go to the game. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But, you know, going to the Raiders game is more of a, a, a weekend getaway tourist okay. attraction as opposed to baseball. I mean, the Raider fans fly in from – Northern California and Southern California yeah. or drive, whatever the case is, to go to the games on the weekend. They don't live there. I got you. Okay, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. But you're right, though. They definitely put, I mean, the swinging A's. I watched, got to see the swinging A's in person, those great teams in the 70s with Raleigh yeah. and Catfish and 
that knucklehead Reggie, I know he's in the Hall of Fame and he hit the home runs for your team, but he'll always be a, a moron, a rudest person. I, I think he's spoken to this. He's a, you come across him on interviews, and he's like Barry Bonds. He's just a rude I mean, I'll tell you, I, I, I experienced one of the worst moments in my professional, not even my professional it was before I started my career, 1978. Yeah. The first time I ever covered a baseball game, I had a press pass for the Indians and the Yankees. It was September of 78. The Yankees were in their big comeback. They were in the midst of catching the Red Sox. And I got to the game in Cleveland three hours ahead of the game and I'll tell you, it was really weird. I had a conversation with Mel Allen in the Yankee dugout. But after that, the first Yankee to come out onto the field was Reggie Jackson. And I can't even remember the other Yankee. And Reggie was standing behind the batting cage. There was nobody else around. He was just leaning kind of on the batting cage. And one of the groundskeepers for the Cleveland Indians, this is now literally two, two and a half hours before the game. I mean, the place is like a library. Nobody's around. A groundskeeper from the Cleveland Indians walks up to Reggie with his son and said, Mr. Jackson, uh, could I just get a second of your time, please, to sign my son's baseball? And Reggie looks at the guy, doesn't say anything for like 10 seconds, and then says, what the F are you doing on the field bothering me? My okay? God. With his son there. And I'm telling you, I just lost all respect for the man right there. It would have been very simple. It would have taken two seconds to sign the kid's ball or just say, hey, I can't do it right now. I'm sorry. But he acted, he, he embarrassed the father oh. in front of his son. And it was one of the worst things that I've ever experienced among professional athletes it was there was no need for it there was nothing going on he wasn't doing anything he wasn't in the middle of work and it was to that day i never rooted for the guy i really didn't i i I stopped rooting for the man after that day i was one of the worst things i've ever seen on an athletic field in my entire life i couldn't believe it i could imagine if i was there with my son I would be I would be humiliated and my poor son would be crushed if because I took yep. him my son to all games and he's gotten autographs. He got he was I took him to real quick uh Rivercats game and he was so excited running around and he got dad I got an autograph. I'm sorry, it was a Giants game. I got an autograph on my hat because I was keeping an eye on him in the whole crowd. I look at the autograph, Lou Seal, the mascot. So how about that? that that's a horrible. What it was a the worst thing I've ever seen. It's the worst. Honestly, it's the worst thing I've ever yeah. seen a professional uh-huh. athlete do to a fan. Uh, and I've seen a lot of bad stuff. Trust yeah, me. You have. But 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 for a young boy with his father, and oh. nothing was going on. It's not like he was in the middle of batting practice or fielding. Right. No, he was just standing there. There was nobody else around. There was nobody in the ballpark. It oh. was it was horrible. You know what? He's an overrated clown, personally. He the guy. He hit 500 home runs and got the Hall of Fame because of the home runs. But let me tell you, that guy struck out 2,500 times. You know what? When, when they're trying to find alternative energy and win, like uh, T. Boone Pickens was looking at, they should have hired Reggie. That guy generated well, more win than anybody with the strikeouts. Well, the guy was phenomenal in October. I mean, that's why his nickname's Mr. October. You can't take that away from him. All right, man. Oh. 
Well, anyway, right. always love talking to you, easy. man. Have a good night, man. Thank you. Take Appreciate care. it. Bye-bye. I'll never forget that day. 1978. I get. To, I was so excited. You know, first of all, to be there with the Yankees. And I was sitting in the Yankee dugout. Three. I'm not kidding you. Three hours before the game. No, the ballpark was empty. I was the first member of the media there. I mean, first of all, no one ever went to the Indians games. So, right. So they played at, you know, 85,000 seat uh, stadium, municipal stadium in Cleveland. And I'll never forget when Mel Allen, the great legendary Mel Allen, how about that, came out of the clubhouse and sat in the dugout, probably. 10 feet, 15 feet away from me, no one else around, and says, hey, how are you? And I said, good, it's, you know, I can't remember if I said it's just an absolute pleasure to say hello to you. And he started asking me questions. Haven't seen you before. Where? And I said, oh, I go to college at Bowling Green. I'm from Long Island, life long Yankee fan. I'm studying broadcasting. And he started asking me all of these questions and, you know, about growing up and, literally talked to me for 20 minutes or so. And at the end of the conversation, he said, hey, Grant, I just want to wish you the best of luck. And I'm like, wow, Mel Allen taking the time, the Hall of Fame announcer this week in baseball. How about that? The great legendary Mel Allen taking time to make me feel special, to make me feel important to show an interest in a kid sitting in the dugout. I mean, and then you have Reggie Jackson, right? Then you have Reggie Jackson. Just the opposite. That all happened, by the way, on the same day. That happened on the same day. The same day. You know what else I remember about that game? The Yankees lost. The Yankees lost that game. And I went into the Yankee clubhouse after the game to get some sound, to get an interview. And I'll never forget this. The Yankee clubhouse, you could hear a pin drop. There was no talking. There was no music. Nothing. The Yankees had lost to the Indians. They were in the fight to catch the Red Sox. It was September. And you could hear a pin drop. In that locker room. Never forget it. I remember that day like it was yesterday. The Mel Allen conversation and Reggie Jackson as just as crass, as rude and crude and as awful as can be. And I did not know that. I really want to thank Thomas for calling up and talking about the commentary on the Kings game. You know, now in 2022, if you are part of the woke culture, you can do that now. All right. You can do that now. But if you want to go on TV and talk about how every American under the Constitution has a right to bear firearms, right? And you want to be pro gun and you want to be on the other side of the fence. And just for the record, I'll be extremely transparent here. I've never held a gun in my hand. 
I've never had a gun in my hand. I was raised by a father who was anti-gun, and so I grew up anti-gun. But I would also tell you that every single friend of mine owns firearms, multiple weapons. Every single friend that I know has a gun or guns, okay? I would also tell you that the vast majority of my friends are trained not just a little bit, but a lot in using firearms. They actually go to a place in Vegas for training and they do it repeatedly for the various firearms that they have. So not only do all of my friends own firearms, they're all trained and have taken classes in terms of operating their firearms to top efficiency. I don't have firearms, never have, and at age 62, I don't believe you'll ever see me walking into a gun shop to register to buy a firearm. I would never say never, but in this particular instance, I will say not going to happen. But my take on this is very simple, okay? I don't have any problem with any of my friends with their firearms. None. Don't have a problem with it, okay? Does that mean that I am anti-gun, pro-gun? No, what it means is, personally, I made the choice where I don't want to own a firearm. That's my choice, okay? I also respect the right for my particular friends that I know that have firearms that also are extremely responsible gun owners and take classes to learn how to work their firearms, etc. Okay? So that's where I'm at. I didn't know that in the middle of the King's telecast. But again, nothing surprises me. Nothing surprises me. It really doesn't. Not at all. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen App. When I uh, put you up on stage, hit your microphone icon. That way you'll be able to communicate with me uh, and we will do it. All right. So get on deck, hit your hand icon, and we will do it. We're trying to get to Richard, who uh, the last time I talked to him, he had just arrived back from Thailand. Hey, Richard, how are you? Richard, can you hear me? You got your micro. Yeah. Yep, I got you. Go ahead, Richard. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, I just want to let you know you do have a friend that doesn't own any firearms. And that would that would be me. <laughs> oh, well, you're yeah. the second person I know yeah. that doesn't. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, you know what? Good for you. But yeah. but if you say if you if you had if you had firearms in your home, I would say, hey, that's your right. You know, you're yeah. you, no, you have a no. right to bear arms. No, and it's kind of interesting because I have twin boys that are. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I lost you, Richard. Richard, you know, it's uh, it's really odd when you call me. I'm going to put you back in the – there we go. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue on. It's amazing Shit. how many times, Richard, you and I have this problem when you call. But go ahead. All right. Richard keeps on going in and out. Richard, I'm going to put you back in the audience so we can try it again in a minute. Um, you know, again, I, I, I didn't expect to be talking about gun control or lack thereof on my show today. But Thomas brought it up, and it's very interesting that that's – was in the middle of the game, you know. And again, I I don't understand that. I don't want that when I'm watching basketball. I don't want I don't want to be, have it jammed down my throat. What I need to believe in, or what I need to do, or I I, I don't I I don't want it. Eli, how are you today, Eli? Grant, good. How are you doing? Good, Eli. What's happening, buddy? Hey, so about the gun thing, I I also have never owned a gun, um, and my views are similar to yours on this. But the thing that's interesting about the um, incident that happened over the weekend is I believe the guy that was uh, responsible actually had his gun illegally. So to me, it kind of just seems irrelevant that you would even bring that up as, uh, you know, at the game, you know, or in general, because that wasn't even the issue. I mean, the gun was, he had the gun illegally, so... Probably right. better just leave this out of the conversation. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm I'm not privy to where the guns came from. How do they have their guns? All I know is that the 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 incident that occurred is a all too common occurrence in this country with mass casualties, a mass shooting, and it's not the last one, okay? It, it wasn't the first one. And unfortunately, this has become part of our society. And it is just unbelievably sad that this goes on in the United States of America. It's awful. And you, listen, I'm not going to get into, you know, gun control or that have you, but you make a great point, all right? If the guns are obtained illegally, how are you going to stop that? Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to turn this into a gun conversation. Either. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I'm just trying to bring yeah. that point up. Um, and, and also going off of the broader point of, you know, how much more is the Kings organization going to alienate their fans? I mean, beforehand, you know, the product has been garbage for 16 years. At least they had a good announcer. Now they don't. Uh, you know, they alienated a bunch of fans with that. So are they just going to continue alienating? Very simple. They're going to they're, they're going to they're going to continue to alienate the fans as long as Vivek Ranadive is the owner of the Kings. That's that you want your answer to your question. That's how long it's going to last. All right. As long as Vivek Ranadive is the owner of the Sacramento Kings, they will continue to alienate a lot of their fans, not all of their fans, but a lot of their fans. I personally can tell you this. I have many friends that will no longer do business with the Sacramento Kings, partly because of me, but partly because of Vivek's stance on certain issues, uh, outside of the basketball arena. They don't want anything to do with the Sacramento Kings. I also have received numerous, numerous, numerous messages, both on my direct message account, my over 
public social media accounts from fans that have told me they will never support the Kings as long as Vivek Ranadive is the owner. And those are those those are people that I don't know. But if you add that with all of the people that I do know, and I would also add that a lot of my friends had spent a lot of money with the Kings, uh, premium seats, suites. I can go on and on. They're done. They don't want anything to do with the Kings anymore. And that, that is unbelievably sad, but that's the culture. That's the environment that we're living in. Vivek Ranadive is responsible and low and largely responsible all by himself for pushing away and telling his customers, you know, don't do business with me anymore. That's basically what he's done. He's pushed fans away from his product, from his franchise. And to me, there is nothing worse that an owner can do. And that's what he's done. It's a shame. It's disgraceful. It's absolutely disgraceful. Yeah, you know, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, Grant, because um, we know he doesn't know anything about basketball, but it appears he also doesn't know anything about business either. I, I just don't really understand. I, I just don't get it. Is he incompetent or is he intentionally trying to sabotage it because you know the thing with me is i'm not an ideological guy i mean i'm kind of like you i'm not i'm not affiliated you know i i just don't want to see it like you don't want to see it in the game so it's not it's not so much an ideological concern for me as it is i just don't want to deal with seeing or hearing these messages during games and i I just want to watch the game whether whether i agree with the message or not you know sometimes i may agree with the message but i still don't want to see it during the game i believe in his heart he would love for the Kings to win, and I believe he cares about that. He just has no concept of how to go about achieving that. And his own personal ego will not allow him to take a back seat and watch the process unfold because he thinks he knows as much or more than the people that he hires. I've said this, and I'll say it again. Vivek should really be the general manager and the coach of this team because he feels that he would be the best person for both of those positions. All right. So that's probably what he should do. He should probably be the first owner in the history of sports to be the team's general manager and the coach. That's what he should do. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. Eli, I'm losing you, so I'm going to put you back in the audience. As always, it's great hearing from you. It's a great conversation, and thank you very much. And, you know, there are those that go, gee, that's just Grant being bitter because he doesn't work for the Kings anymore. No, I resigned from the Kings. Okay, that's number one. Uh, Number two, um, bitter would not be the right adjective. Disgust would be a better adjective. Um, uh, Bitter, there there are sometimes when I'm bitter, but I'm more disgusted and I'm more bothered because regardless of what happened to me, I will have a love affair with the Kings fans until I take my last breath because I talk to them every day for four hours a day for 26 years. Okay. And I know Kings fans. I sympathize with Kings fans. I'm one of them. We fought together to keep the team in Sacramento. And I will never forget what those days and years were like. And we did it together. Okay. We all did it collectively in our own way to help keep the Kings in Sacramento. And the bond that we formed, not only during that 
arduous time, but back in the 90s and the turn of the century and up until I did my last radio show, I will never forget you. I will never forget all of those that would listen to my show every day. I mean, I'll never forget when the Kings were playing the Utah Jazz in the playoffs and Carl Malone took over 10 seconds between free throws, which was an NBA violation. And I went on the radio that day before the game, and I said, hey, when you get to the game tonight, everyone count to 10 in unison when Carl Malone is done with his first free throw. And I'll tell you this, I'll never forget it. Carl Malone goes to the line, and as soon as he shoots his first free throw and gets the ball back, every single person in the arena started counting to 10. And I got chills, chills over my body because I realized the power of radio and how many people were listening to my show. And I've always said this about what I do, just like right now. You know, I'm talking to you and I'm by myself. I'm just in a room and it's just me. And I have no concept I mean, I do now because of the app, but generally what the point I'm trying to make is when I would broadcast every day on radio, I'm in a studio and I have a microphone in front of me and there's one other person in the room and that would be my co-host or when I was doing the show alone, I'd be the only person in the room. You have no sense of an audience. It would be completely different if I had to do my radio show where everyone that was listening was looking at me. I'd be really nervous. It would be completely different. But I walk into a studio and I start talking and you have no concept. You have no idea of who may be listening. And you don't really understand who's listening until you have an event like I just described in the Kings Jazz game or you go to the store or you go to the market or you, you're out, what have you. And people come up to you all the time and talk to you about what you talked about on your show. That's when you get an idea of how many people listen to your show. And it's incredible. So, you know, I'm going in a roundabout way uh, about this, but I will always, always love the Kings fans. I will always support the Kings fans. I will always wish them the best, but I don't see it happening with this present owner. I I just don't see it. I, I just do not see that happening. Jerry, you're next there on Listen Up. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Grant. How are you, sir? Good, Jerry. What's up? Hey, Grant. You know, just as much as you love the Kings fans, that's how much we love you also, my friend. Um, Thank you. You you know, you said this one time, you said that, you know, that you need to peel back the layers to find out what this, who this person is. You know, Grant, if Bonneville just would have done that, Grant, and just supported you, from the beginning, hey, you know what? We know Grant. We know this type of this man is. We know who he is, and you know he did not do anything wrong. And that's just, you know, that's just what's so hurtful, Grant. Where's the, you know what? I mean, you know, you were dedicated to that to that station for so many years, and the way they did you was so wrong. 
they panicked. They absolutely panicked. They made a rush decision within 48 hours, and they basically used me as a sacrificial lamb. They wanted to show BLM and the the black community, oh, we did something about this. We fired a guy that uh, said all lives matter, every single one, which some in the black community uh, find offensive. I don't know how anyone would find that offensive, but instead of Bonneville supporting me, instead of backing me up, knowing full well who I was, what I've done, not only for that radio station, but in the community, they panicked and they used me as the sacrificial lamb to defend themselves against any criticism coming their way. But yet this is the same company that if you go online and look at Bonneville leadership, they don't have one minority among their leadership. Every single person on their leadership is either a white male or white female. There's no Asians, there's no Hispanics, there's no black people, there's no minorities in any way, shape, or form at Bonneville leadership, but they use me as a sacrificial lamb hiding behind their absurd, ridiculous hiring practices. And again, it's right there online. I encourage anyone that hasn't done it yet, just Google Bonneville International Leadership and look at their leadership page. It's just, it, 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 again, we talk about hypocrisy. We talk about just, just you can't make it up basically, Jerry. And, you know, Grant, and I think what it is, too, Grant, is, uh, you know, Bonneville, you know, what all lives matter, every single one. Yes, every single life matters. And so what's what is Bonneville saying that all lives don't matter? I mean, I mean, it's, it's just it's just really sad. And you know what, Grant, I wish you the best of luck with everything that you're trying to do with the lawsuit. Thank you. Good luck, my friend. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Jerry, thank you very much. Really appreciate that. Love the support. You know, but it, regardless of what happens to me, regardless of, you know, whether I continue to live in Florida or I move back to Sacramento or, you know, I live overseas, wherever I live, the one thing that's never going to change is my connection with the Kings fans. And when I go back to Sacramento, the second I walk off the airplane, it starts and it's really difficult for me to explain what it's like when I go back to Sacramento, because when I'm not in Sacramento, I have a very private life. No one knows who I am when I'm in Florida. No one comes up to me. Hey, Grant, you know, or if I'm out of nothing, I'm a private person. I'm like everyone else. And when I go back to Sacramento, it's like a light switch. And then the support and just the, the friendship, people I know, people I don't know coming up to me, talking about this, talking about that. I just, again, the bond that I've had and will continue to have 
That's why I love doing this show here on Listen App because I'm able to reconnect. All right. And I love it. I absolutely love it. And as I said, you know, my goal as we move forward uh, is to be back on top of the mountain. And I will be back on top of the mountain. And I will need some help along the way. And I have an individual and I have people that have reached out to me that want to put me on the top of the mountain again. And I'm grateful for them and I'm grateful for their support, but I'm grateful for your support because without your support, I wouldn't be doing this. And again, I'm not getting paid for doing this. I'm not getting paid at all. I, I come on, listen app. And you know, the one day I did a three hour show, you know, at the trade deadline, because I had the interest in the phone calls. I would stay on for six hours or I'll stay on all day long. If you want me to stay on all day long. And again, I don't, I'm not doing this because, Oh gee, I'm getting a lot of money. No, I'm not getting any money at all for doing this show. I do it because I, we can connect, we can enjoy each other's conversation and we can get into topics and we can, you know, go off like today. I didn't really think that we'd be talking about, you know, guns, but Thomas brought up uh, something that I was not aware of. I was not aware that that was, going on in the middle of a Sacramento Kings telecast. It's awful. It's terrible. That's what you want when you turn on a sporting event. You want a lecture and a debate on gun control. What would have happened if Steve Kerr, whose father was murdered in Beirut by a gun, a a man with a gun, I understand Steve Kerr's viewpoint on gun control. I get it. His father was murdered by an individual with a gun. I understand that. What would have happened if Alvin Gentry came out and said, boy, what happened last night or early this morning? Our hearts go out to the victims and the families, and we are saddened and we are all hurting as a community today. But don't come knocking on my door and trying to take my guns away because I have a right to bear arms and blah, blah, blah. What would have happened if Alvin Gentry or anyone else in the organization had said that? Would have that been covered in the game? Would have that sound made it onto the game or would have only been Steve Kerr's sound? But again, I was totally unaware that in the middle of the telecast, That went on, as Thomas said, I believe he said, for seven or eight minutes. Totally unaware of that. And I can't say that I'm surprised. I can't say that I'm surprised. I would tell you, though, as a viewer, I would turn the TV off. That's what I would have done. All right, NBA uh, Philadelphia now has an eight-point lead on Indiana with 10 minutes left in the fourth. Nets are rolling over the Rockets in the third. Hawks and Raptors tied at 70, five minutes into the third. Magic are leading the Cavaliers 105 to 93. Heat and Hornets, two-point game in the third. Wizards, one better than the Timberwolves. Kings and Pelicans coming up in a little bit for you. All right? So keep an eye on uh, that game. Kings, will they win 30 games this year? Will they win 30 games this season. What an awful year. Awful. Awful year. Embarrassing year. Once again, 
for the Kings. Tyrese Halliburton, by the way, uh, in this game in 27 minutes, 16 points, five assists, seven rebounds. Buddy healed 23 points, but not making his threes in this game. Three of 10, 10 of 18 from the floor, 23 points. Again, Philadelphia is leading Indiana 111 to 102. It looks like the Kings, if I had to forecast, are probably going to finish with the seventh worst record in the NBA. All right. Probably that's the way it's going to end up. Again, the Kings tonight playing at home uh, against the Pelicans and the Portland Trailblazers are leading the Thunder right now 48-40. So again, you know, if the Blazers end up winning that game and they're now up by 10 and the Kings were to lose, they would be even in the loss column. All right. They'd be even in the loss column with the the final week of the season uh, upon us. All right, so uh, tomorrow, another show. We'll get your phone calls. Uh, We'll do our open forum Wednesday tomorrow, although this was pretty much an open forum Tuesday. But I'm good to go in any direction you want on this show. You know, if there are important topics, and this is, you know, listen, Thomas brought up a sports-related topic. It was in the middle of a basketball game that this commentary was going on. It was in the middle of the game. So it's definitely topical. Even though I'm okay to go off the page and leave sports every now and then, the reality is that that happened in the middle of a game. It happened in the middle of a game. So I'm surprised by that. I'm, I'm surprised that I, I've not heard of that, but I'm surprised that there hasn't been more talk about this. Or do are, are people afraid to speak because if they have a different viewpoint, they're going to be labeled, ridiculed, canceled, what have you, all right? Just the way it is. Just the way it is. All right, if you want to get on before we say goodbye, you can do so, and don't forget tomorrow, 5 o'clock. Next week, I'm going to go back to uh, 3 o'clock uh, Pacific. So next week, we'll go back to uh, 3 o'clock, all right? We got all of that uh, going on. And I'm trying to f- just go back as I'm talking to you. I'm looking at uh, some comments on my social media from the Warriors-Kings game on Sunday, and I, I don't – uh, it's the first time I've heard about it from Thomas, so I'm glad he brought it to my attention. You know, may- maybe not a lot of people were even watching the game, which would not surprise me, which would not surprise me. All right, so again, tomorrow, uh, 5 o'clock, we'll do an open forum Wednesday. We can talk about anything else that's going on. You know, I'm just wondering, and you feel free to call me tomorrow, if you were watching when those comments were made in the middle of the Kings telecast, I- I'd be curious to know what you thought about that. Um, I don't like it. I don't want that in my sports. Just don't, don't want it. It's not why I'm tuning in, tuning into the game. You know, I don't want to watch the masters on Thursday and get a lecture on the voting rights of Georgia. Okay. Don't want it. Don't want it. It's not why I'm turning in the masters. All right. I don't want to lecture on gun control. It's not why I'm watching the masters. I don't want a lecture on the don't say gay bill in Florida while I'm watching a game. 
not why I'm tuning into the game. If I want that, I'll watch the news. I'll pick up the paper. I'll go on the internet. All right. I'll educate myself. I don't want to be told about things that have nothing to do with sports in the middle of a telecast. Don't want it. Plain and simple. Good job by Thomas. Excellent job by Thomas to bring that uh, to my attention. All right. Hey, make it a great day, everybody. Tomorrow, same time, right here on Listen Up. Grant Napier saying so long, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.